You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, welcome in. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is the podcast known as Theology for the Rest of Us. This is episode 175, and I'm going to be answering a really simple question, and that is, should women change their names when they get married? Should they take on their husband's names? Why or why not? And is there any theological basis uh, to answer this question? I think there is. and I'm excited to dive into this topic in just a moment. Hey, before we get to the actual content, quick reminder about the importance of reviews. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time and you feel like this has been a blessing to you, has been valuable to you, can you do me a huge favor? Head on over to whatever podcast app you're familiar with or your favorite podcast player, look up the podcast, leave a review, tell the world you love the podcast. Those are a huge, huge help. In essence, the more good reviews we have, the more people we will end up reaching. And so if you want to help the show out, one of the greatest ways you can do that is to leave a positive review. That would be a big, big deal. Thank you so much. All right, let's answer the question. Should women change their name when they get married? Now, if you've been tracking with me for the last few episodes, you know that we have been covering a variety of topics related to gender roles, complementarianism and egalitarianism, whether or not women should be pastors, women in leadership, what's appropriate, what's not, those sorts of things. That was Those were episodes 171 through 174. If you're interested, go back and check those out. Uh, Here in episode 175, I want to answer the question specifically, should women change their name when they get married, or is there any biblical precedent for this, and does it really matter? Um, I will say this off the top. I I don't know that I can make a strong biblical case. I don't know that I'm going to be able to take Bible verses and clearly say women should change their name or men should not, or whatever. I don't don't think there's a, a clear biblical case to be made from that perspective. I will, however, um, kind of appeal to to something that I think is an opportunity for women. As I've said in previous episodes, I believe that men are responsible to pastor their homes, to be the spiritual leaders of their homes. In addition to that, men ought to be leading in such a way that their women can flourish. If your wife is not flourishing, it's because you as a husband have failed. Your woman should be able to uh, to be to be accomplishing things and to be really achieving the, the, the God-given dreams that God has placed inside of her. She ought to be utilizing her God-given potential and talents and giftings. And it's really a husband's responsibility to, to work hard and to sacrificially give in such a way that his wife can flourish and really fulfill her calling. That is one of a husband's responsibilities and expectations upon a husband. There are a variety of other expectations upon a husband. But I think that is one of the ones that I think I can make a pretty, a relatively strong biblical argument for that 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 wives ought to flourish because of the male leadership in her home. A woman should not be quenched or, or limited because of the male leadership. Quite the opposite should be taking place. And so men have multiple opportunities to do that. In response, women 
ought to seek to honor their husbands by following their leadership. When, when, when a man is setting the direction, saying, I think this is where God is calling us as a family. Here are the type of things I think God is calling us to do, the type of family God is calling us to be, the type of married couple God is calling us to be. These are the types of things that we ought to be accomplishing from the kingdom of God together as a household. As a man sets that course, a woman ought to be following his lead and submitting to what it is he believes God is calling them to do. And that as he seeks to shepherd and spiritually lead the family, she ought to willingly follow and lay down her life sacrificially to serve him and to follow him in that regard. And if both people in a marriage are doing that well, then both will flourish and both will honor one another and it will enrich their relationship. So there's a variety of different ways that I think women can submit to their husbands. There's a bunch of different ways where this plays out. And I think I think from married couple to married couple, it does vary a little bit. I think there are some differences depending on who you talk to and where you live and what your life look like and the personalities within the marriage. I think depending on your situation and, and your personality and the dynamics in your relationship, there are going to be things that are different in your relationship than in other relationships. That's that's Nate, that's humanity. We're all different and therefore our lives are going to look a little bit differently. But I'm speaking overall, kind of 10,000 foot view, broad strokes. In general, every woman ought to be looking for ways to honor her husband. And, every, and, and in general, women ought to be looking for ways to submit to her husband. Women ought to be looking for ways to shout to the world, I am following this man and he is worthy of being followed. He is a man who loves God, who is sacrificially laying down his life for me so that I can flourish. And I am going to look for ways to honor him and to lift him up. I'm going to look for ways to to make clear to the world that I am submitting to this man and his spiritual leadership because he is worthy of it. Now, side note, if a man is not worthy of it, then that's an issue that needs to, he needs to be addressed and he needs to be disciplined by his leadership, by the pastors of his church. And there needs to be conversation between that man and the woman. And a woman needs to be honest with her husband and say, hey, listen, you're not meeting, you're not, you're, you're not stepping up. I need you to be a spiritual leader. It's okay for, for a woman to say that to her husband and to, to have that conversation and, to, and to, to seek to have him step that up in, way, in, you know, in areas of his life. But as a man does it, as a man is seeking to be a spiritual leader, a wife should be fi- seeking to find ways to honor him. And one way you can do that, I believe, for a woman is to, is to change your name. A woman says, I am going to abandon my own individual identity, my rights as an individual person. I'm going to lay them la- down and I'm going to identify with this man and the vision that God has for him and the calling that God has on his life. I'm going to come alongside of him and be his helpmate and his partner in, in life, his partner in ministry, his partner in parenting. I'm going to submit to him and his leadership because he has earned that because he has laid down his life for me. He has done so much for me that he deserves it. So as a way for me to show the world that he is a man that is worth following, I'm going to abandon my previous history, my heritage of my family that is represented in a name. I'm going to lay that down and I'm going to take on his name because I'm taking on his leadership. See, I, the, the cultural expectation of a woman changing her name has its roots in a woman switching leaders, uh, switching her authority, right? She, she is, as a single woman, under the authority of her father, her biological father, right, in her family and the household in which she grew up in. But 
and, and that's the name that she carries until she's married. And then when she chooses to get married and she enters into a holy covenant, she abandons or chooses to lay down the identity with that family as her primary identity and chooses to identify with a new name and a new calling. Right? She, my, my biological father was my authority. I was submitted to him, but now I am choosing to submit to a husband and to a man. My dad was the man I followed. Now my husband is the man that I follow. And, and when you choose to lay down your maiden name, I think it shouts a message to the world that we are one and I am following him. If a married woman chooses not to, is she in sin? No. Is she wrong? No. I'm just saying it's an opportunity that you have to honor your husband and to show the world that you're submitted to him. And so if you choose not to change your name or if you choose to hyphenate your name, you know, maiden name and his name, when you choose to do that, I just think you're missing out on an opportunity to show him that you are willing to submit to him no matter what. And I think you're missing out on an opportunity to shout to the world that we are one and I'm following this man. Are you in sin if you don't change your name? No. Are you wrong? No. I just think, I think you're missing out on a great opportunity to demonstrate your submission to the man you've chosen to follow and be in covenant with. Those are my thoughts there. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have a question or a topic you'd like me to address, shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.